This is World Lutheran News Digest, an audio news magazine bringing you a look at significant events in worldwide Lutheranism. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO, a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Today on World Lutheran News Digest... I'm World Lutheran News Digest host Kip Allen. A hurricane-force storm system swept across the upper Midwest last week. It left a swath of destruction in its wake. Lutherans were among the many impacted by the severe weather. Lutheran services sprung into action with relief efforts. One such service is the recognized service organization Lutheran Church Charities. LCC President and CEO Tim Hesner talks about these relief efforts on today's World Lutheran News Digest. And now today's Fast Track. 2020 has been an unpredictable year, and the long-term repercussions of the COVID-19 pandemic are only just starting to emerge. In an effort to begin to examine the pandemic's impact on the Synod, LCMS rosters, statistics, and research services sent a survey to every congregation with a valid email address, 4,787 in total. In June, more than 1,200 congregations responded, providing a representative sampling of what's going on in congregations of every size, district, and community type, such as urban, suburban, or rural. While many of the survey results are in line with what one might expect, there were a few surprises and even bright spots regarding congregational finances and the Synod's ability to walk together during difficult times. There's no question that the pandemic's taken a financial toll on many Americans who may have been laid off or furloughed during the shutdown. Based on the survey results, LCMS rosters, statistics, and research services estimates that nearly 65,000 LCMS households have lost income. And yet, early signs suggest that this situation and the economic upheaval it's caused may be less severe for churches than was originally thought. Most congregations have not had giving decrease due to the pandemic. Less than 12% say that it's down significantly, while more than 25% report that giving is actually up from the previous year. I was encouraged by the overall resilience of our congregation and their determination to continue to proclaim Christ come what may, LCMS President, the Rev. Dr. Matthew C. Harrison, said of the results. And despite the challenges, the evidence of collegiality and trust in circuit, district, and synod is a blessing in our life together. In California Superior Court, Judge Mitchell Beckloff issued a five-page opinion in the County of Los Angeles versus Grace Community Church, denying the counties of Los Angeles' renewed application for temporary restraining order against the church and Pastor John MacArthur. Thomas More Society attorneys are defending the pastor and his congregation against an aggressive assault by the county over the right to hold indoor worship services. This is World Lutheran News Digest. Tim, I've got to tell you, I have been through tornadoes. I have been through hurricanes. I have been through blizzards. I have been through earthquakes. But I have never heard of this derecho storm. Is that what they call it? What is it? Well, actually, my knowledge of it, and actually that I haven't, been through one of these either, but it's a long line that hits a large geographical area that has winds 65 or 60 to 90 mile an hour and, and above winds. Uh, some tornadoes that happen in it, but even with winds that are that strong, 
uh, you might as well have a tornado. The only difference is, is your stuff that gets destroyed doesn't fly as far. And, and the range of this was just, uh, uh, incredible as it as it came through and and certainly parts of Wisconsin, uh, Illinois, uh, down Illinois, and as you know in Cedar Rapids and other areas got hit by this. Up here in Illinois, we had uh, 15 confirmed tornadoes uh, as a result of this storm uh, in the northern Illinois district. And central Illinois also had had some not quite as bad, but then Cedar Rapids got especially hard also. Well, you know, um, I've heard this thing described as being like an, a, a hurricane inland. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning, I have actually been in a hurricane. And one of the things that happens is uh, it generates a lot of tornadoes. Uh, that's something people don't realize about hurricanes. But apparently this was the case here. Also, I noticed that uh, some of the reports are that the sustained wind uh, velocity was something like 112 miles an hour, and that's that's well into hurricane hurricane uh, territory. That is correct. And so we had we had a lot. Well, tree damage was uh, probably the number one, but we had a lot of houses, cars, uh, electrical lines down all over. We couldn't get into some of the spots until those were up, but uh, it uh, created a lot of work and a lot of damage. Well, as a uh, registered service organization, you know, Lutherans helping Lutherans, I've been reading that a, a lot of Lutheran churches were involved, parishioners uh, have lost their homes, uh, trees are down, power is out, and this is where organizations such as yours come into play. So what is it that you're doing? You know, what, what, how are you called? How are you deployed? And what is it that you're doing? Well, as, as you know, Kip, we're a recognized service organization of the LCMS, RSO. Uh, we have disaster response, which is all the different areas of disaster response. But in uh, storms like this here, it's primarily our, uh, uh, our, our alert chainsaw teams that, that go out, which we have. Uh, we have 270 trained and certified chainsaw operators uh, in the northern Illinois district here that we have. Uh, call on and we have uh, all the equipment from the tractors to the lifts to the to the dump trucks uh, everything else that goes along in a in a disaster where you have trees that are down to uh, clean up and cut up and to remove the debris that uh, takes place in people's properties so uh, we deployed out when this storm hit on a uh, that monday uh, afternoon, actually, it hit on a Monday afternoon, which was the 10th of August. Um, we uh, the storm was pretty much through here in the northern Illinois area by by about 6 p.m. We uh, deployed crews out immediately to start doing assessments, and and in some cases, actually had crews out that started to do um, uh, chainsaw work to to help out families in there in their local communities. With our alert teams, obviously, we work through our churches. And so whenever there's a disaster, particularly of this magnitude, we uh, right away get all of our teams were on alert because we knew the storm was coming and said, you know, uh, as soon as the storm hits and it's safe, go out, do an assessment of your area and surrounding area so that um, we can see once what work needs to be done. The uh, 
district office up here, which is the NID, uh, President Alan Buss, he sent out something for us. We sent it to all the churches saying if you have any damage or members or their neighbors uh, in your community to contact Lutheran Church Charities immediately. And uh, we will see once what we do. And they and they did that. So starting that Monday night, we had boots on the ground within hours of the storm coming through. And we have been working ever since uh, that August 10th in uh, helping out in uh, 34 different sites that we worked in in 18 different cities. Uh, and uh, it's not just members. We always serve, you know, the members of our churches and those that are affected. We serve their neighbors. And then we also serve families that uh, request help. And uh, we work through our churches in, in doing that, that, you know, we're working with, um, like Zion Marengo, we worked with three families there. All three were unchurched, uh, but had sustained huge damage. And I think, Kip, you saw that uh, on the video that we had. It was kind of, a, in fact, we have another video coming out on this of how God pieced all that together. There was an article in the Herald right away Tuesday morning about uh, one of those locations and the devastation. And one of our new chainsaw people happened to live not about a mile and a half from the place and, and contacted us and said, you know, this is, you know, close to me. And, uh, and I don't know if they're a member of any church, but you know, can we help? And so we contacted Zion Maringo and we happen to have a comfort dog team there and work through our, uh, uh, top dog there and the pastor there. And, and, uh, so we went out and assessed and asked them if they needed help. And of course they were just devastated. What are some of the communities what are some of the communities where you've deployed? Well, let's see. We were in Roselle, Elburn, Frankfurt, East Dundee, Barnabas, uh, Lansing. Uh, we were East Dundee, uh, McHenry, Frankfurt, Ottawa, Belvedere, Wheaton, uh, Homer, Yorkville, uh, Union, Illinois. Uh, and I probably missed a few there, but we were pretty much spread throughout Kankakee. Uh, we were spread out really from the top of our district all the way down to uh, uh, the bottom of our district in Northern Illinois, Kankakee being probably our most Southern congregation that we've worked through. So throughout the whole area, uh, uh, managed to uh, have our teams out. And, and, you know, the beautiful thing of our teams and beautiful thing about Lutherans, and it's not just Lutherans, but of their willingness to right away get out there and help connect with uh, the people that have uh, been damaged in what we always say, Kip, it's, it's not about trees. I mean, we do trees, but it's about the people that, that live there and, and their lives. So our guys always, uh, when, when they give permission and we have yet to have somebody say no, when we're taking down a tree or cutting up a tree or something like that, we can take the stump and make a cross out of it. And, and, and our guys do that. And then we also take the end of a tree with the biggest tree that we cut down there. We slice off probably about a two inch piece of that tree and our guys burn across onto that, that little wood plaque and put a Bible verse on it and all of our guys sign it. And then as we are finishing up the site we're working on, we, we present it to the family and we pray with them and give them that as kind of a, remembrance of uh, what we're doing and what always impresses people and they can't believe it is that we don't charge 
we do this just because we're Christians and and this is what we do. And they want to give you money. And we have a rule that if you take money uh, from the people that you're serving, then you can no longer be connected with us because we do this because of what Jesus has done for us. And uh, it's our reflection of what Jesus has done for us to them. And, you know, it, Kip, it's, it's, it's in disasters uh, and other things, but in disasters, it is uh, ripe ground to, to show mercy and compassion and bring that presence of Jesus Christ to people who are devastated. And, and that's where the gospel in action is. Well, as, as you know, I'm, I'm a strong believer in first article gifts, uh, especially uh, your, uh, your, your comfort dog program, I, I think is one of the most marvelous things I've ever, I've ever run into. Are they also going to be involved in this? Because people haven't just lost their homes or the churches. They're, they're horrible emotional devastation as well. Yes, they, they, our dogs were involved in it. In fact, in, with, uh, in, in uh, Marengo, we had uh, our, our comfort dog that was out there, was out there, and it was the uh, top dog that kind of heads up the comfort dog ministry at Zion Marengo that helped us get the address of these places that uh, needed help. And so, and they came out with the dog also, and we'll continue to follow up with the families that we, that we served and uh, whether they're members or non-members to follow up with them to see how they're doing and make sure that they're doing okay because sometimes there's after effects of things that uh, we want to just make sure and continue that presence of the people of God and serving those people now whether they end up going to one of our churches or not you know that's that's the work of the Holy Spirit but they certainly know that we're Christians they certainly know that we're Lutherans and they certainly know that we care. So uh, uh, it's a great outreach times of being, being the hands and feet of Jesus and, uh, and to proclaim him. Well, this is uh, one of the things that we as Christians and Lutherans do is there is a, an enormous outreach program where we help people who are not of our faith but it's because it's, it is directed uh, at us. Um, some years ago, I was interviewing uh, some missionaries from uh, Indonesia, and uh, they were talking about a uh, time when that uh, tsunami hit that country and that caused enormous devastation. And I'm sure, as you know, uh, Indonesia is a Muslim country, overwhelmingly Muslim. And uh, all the charities went in, the Muslim charities went in, the Christian charities went in. And after the... Uh, after it subsided and things calmed down, apparently a group of uh, Muslim clerics went to the uh, Christian missionaries who were still working there, and they said, "Why are you helping? Uh, we're, we're not of your faith. We're not Christians." And the reply was, "We're helping because we are Christians." And that's that's how the gospel spreads. That's the example of Jesus, and and we follow that example, and uh, and I think it. It, it changes people's views, particularly those that are not Christian. It changes their views on what Christians are about and the Christian church is about. When you ask people if before a disaster, they would say, if you mention Christians, or they would say, oh, yeah, there's a church, meaning a building someplace. But what disaster response does, is, as it does with the Comfort Dog Ministry and others, it says it's not about the building. 
It's about people. And really, the foundation of the church is Jesus Christ. It's not a brick and mortar. It's about people that go outside those walls. Yes, we gather, but we go outside those walls to engage the community, the larger community, to bring that presence of Jesus Christ in acts of mercy and compassion and kindness and, and, and ministry to, to people in their situations. And all kinds of doors open up in these situations of, of what people are going through. And sometimes what they're going through has nothing to do with the disaster. We had one couple that, that uh, he was in the second round of cancer. His wife had a broken ankle. And, and so there we were, and we're cut down trees. He didn't know what was going to do, but he, even with his, his cancer and the COVID going on and everything else, he, he came out and gave us a chance to pray for him and pray with his wife. It, it just came out and was just blown away on, on why, why do you do this? And, and you don't charge. Um, and some of these jobs, Kip, I mean, they've had, their insurance companies look at them, which most times insurance companies don't cover anything unless it hits the house, said, you know, we got quotes of like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 of what it would take. And you just came in and in one day you did all this and, and you didn't charge us. And, and how can you do that? I said, well, because we have a God who provides what we need when we need it to serve those he puts in front of us. Simple as that, you know. God's God's net worth never changes. <laughs> you know, that's one of the reasons why we work through the local churches because they've got the uh, they've got the infrastructure set up. They know the communities, whether they're, they're Lutheran or not. They still know the communities. Mm-hmm. And that and that and I think that's the long term effect of a disaster. It's not just we come in, do our thing, and then they don't see us anymore. It's there is a Christian presence that remains in that community that is there for the people of that community that are there to, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to that community and to engage them if they're willing. And, and at that point, uh, so the, the, the churches are the strength. I mean, the churches are the front line of ministry. I mean, they are, they're not RSOs. It's not districts. It's not synod. It's local parishes of people that care for the people in their community. That's the foundation front line of ministry in everything. And that's, you know, we're, we're out in the fires right now. I just got uh, pictures and videos back of we're out there with the first responders and some of the victims of the fires out in California. I just got videos that we're going to be sending some help to, to Haiti because the two storms that are coming up right now, uh, you know, went through Haiti. And now our news doesn't pick that up because it's everything's about elections and COVID and everything else. But uh, Haiti got hammered uh, from the storms that came through. Tremendous flooding. I just, just before I got on the phone with you, I got videos that were sent from Haiti to me about what what's taking place there right now. We're looking at the two storms coming together, which is a rarity also in the golf course coast and seeing what's what effect that will have uh, and of course what's going on in cedar rapids you know we got called right away from ross johnson with uh, lcms disaster response right when these storms hit and he says you know can you send your crews to cedar rapids and i said well ross i'll tell you what we have to take care of our backyard right here first and then and then we can but we you know we can't 
leave all the people that are suffering here to to go to Cedar Rapids. But we certainly will we will respond to Cedar Rapids as soon as we can finish up uh, what we're doing here. And now I just was talking to my DR director on, you know, we're kind of waiting for these other two storms to come together uh, it, down in uh, the golf course area with the anniversary of Katrina 15 years ago. <laughs> so, and I remember Katrina uh, like it was yesterday. I remember it looked like a war zone when I went down there to, uh, with crews and to distribute money to our churches that were some of them were just gone i mean and of course the district office was gone in that one too everything i mean it was devastation oh yeah hurricanes do that tim as a registered service organization you're actually an entity that is somewhat separate from the lcms although of course you we, we recognize Yes and no. We, you know, actually, we're not. We're as a recognized service organization of the LCMS. Uh, we fall under LCMS. I have called church workers, um, and and you know, we adhere to uh, the guidance that the LCMS has for to be an RSO of the LCMS, which means that you know we we. Uh, Biblically and our beliefs are, are all the same. And uh, although, you know, we're not out there preaching sermons, but that's the, that's the work of our parishes. But uh, we're out there to support our churches, our districts, and our synod. Well, how can people find out more about Lutheran Church Charities? Because you have a lot of services that you offer over and above the, uh, the, uh, the comfort dogs and the chainsaws. How can people find out? How can we keep adding them right now because of COVID, of looking at new ways of doing ministry, such as with our dogs, we're doing virtual visits across the country and internationally uh, because our dogs can't go out in some places. But we're going to keep doing virtual visits with our dogs <laughs> through using Zoom uh, even after COVID gets over, if it ever gets over, because it took us into places that, that normally we wouldn't. And I think that's that's the beauty Kip on this, everybody's looking at this COVID and they're looking at all the mess that's going on in the world with protests and shootings. And But in the midst of that, God is opening up doors of ministry. He never closes opportunities to do what he calls us to do, ever. And, and I have never seen, Kip, the field more ripe. You know, I ask three questions when we're doing Zoom or doing other things. I said, you know what the number one cause of death is? And they think, oh, maybe it's abortion. Is it war? Is it starvation? I said, no, the number one cause of death is sin. The wages of sin is death. You know what the number one cure is for the number one cause of death? A personal relationship with Jesus Christ and salvation only in him. And my third question, do you know anyone walking the face of this earth that you could trust Everything they say 100% as being true. Do you know anyone? And they don't. And I say, well, there's this person called Jesus of Galilee, Jesus Christ, who is the walking, living word. And, and there's a great book about him. It's called the Bible. Well, Tim, what is your website uh, and what is displayed on it? And how can people help your organization? Well, we have a LutheranChurchCharities.org is our website. We have a weekly newsletter that goes off that's called Making a Difference. And we always feature in there what we are working on. 
every in all the different areas and how people can connect. Uh, I do a daily devotion. So our website has all the different ministries that we're involved with and our newsletter that comes out on Wednesday morning has all uh, of what we're doing and and how they can be involved or how they can support uh, the ministries that are out there and the needs that they have. And of course, uh, you accept donations both of uh, both of the cash and of um, material things, like for example, the chainsaws. Is that right? Absolutely, and one hundred percent of what you donate to, one hundred percent goes to what you donate for. We do not take out anything for administrative costs or processing a gift. Nothing. One hundred percent goes to what you give towards. And there's not too many ministries that do that. And uh, uh, and I'm not sure how we can keep doing it and keep our doors open, but you know, God <laughs> has provided our administrative expenses as uh, you know, because people give towards that in order for us to do the other gifts. So uh, they are assured that all 100% of whatever you donate towards goes towards what you donated for. So we, we, uh, that's our MO, if you will. Well, Tim, I want to thank you so much for being on World Lutheran News Digest. Fascinating program that you have. I love the comfort dogs. I've met them many times. And I, I, they do an enormous amount of good work. As I say, you know, the first article gifts are there for a purpose, and you're using them for the right way. They're a bridge to touch people, Kip. And, hey, I want to thank KFUO for the ministry that it does across the world in bringing the, the 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 skin of the gospel out to people. So keep up the great work at Lutheran News Digest because people need to know positive news because there's not much other positive news. Well, I'm going to um, finish this up by quoting uh, a gentleman by the name who goes by the name of Wavy Gravy. He was one of the organizers at Woodstock, and he has been quoted as saying, "There's always a bit of heaven in a disaster area." I would agree. It's more than a bit. It's more than a bit. But you got to look for it. It's there if you can see it. And and they see it through the people that God works through. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Well, Tim, thank you very much. And um, we'll be in touch again, I'm sure. There's a lot going on. God bless you, Kip. Keep up the good work. World Lutheran News Digest may be heard every Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. and again at 9.30 a.m. Saturday Central Time on Worldwide KFUO. It may also be heard anytime streaming online at kfuo.org. Join us again next Wednesday for another new edition of World Lutheran News Digest. I'm your World host, Lutheran Tim News Allen. Digest is a broadcast ministry of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. WLN Digest is produced through the facilities of Worldwide KFUO. You can also listen to WLN Digest on demand at kfuo.org. To correspond with World Lutheran News Digest, email news at kfuo.org.